Firstly then, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our own own to please him, our aim to please him, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in body, whether good or evil. Then we turn to Acts 23, verse 11. Acts 23, verse 11. The following night the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage. For as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you also must testify also in Rome. And finally, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. These are the words of our Lord. Our text verse is from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 6. So we are always of good courage. We are of good courage. That's our topic as well. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, what is the courage that our text verse, verse is talking about? What is courage? Courage is the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, and pain despite fear. To be courageous while you are still afraid. And we need courage for everyday life. You need courage raising up children in a hostile world. You need courage if you're a child or a young person keeping up with the pressures of study. You need courage for work, providing for your family, especially with the rise of inflation. You need courage with health and emotional issues. A lot of courage to face a doctor before surgery. Probably the most 
You need courage to face the grave. Life is sometimes hard. And in ourselves, we are spiritually weak. And then in the silence of our rooms or when you are alone, and struggle with physical and spiritual pain and, and anxieties, we have to admit that our struggles are sometimes hard and that we need courage every day. Today we learn that we can have courage in the Lord and that we can have good courage despite difficult times. The Apostle Paul longed and groaned in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1 to 3 to go to the eternal house of God. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. So the Apostle Paul was a tent maker. That's how he provided for himself. And therefore, very practical, he used the tent to describe our earthly bodies. We know that the tent is not permanent. We don't live in it. So Australians, we use this for holidays when we don't own a caravan as all the baby boomers do. But in your tent, you long for something more permanent. And after a week in a tent, there's nothing sweeter than your own home, your own bed. And so the earthly body is but like a weak vessel, like a tent. But what we will receive from the Lord one day will be permanent. And we can know this. Paul said, for we know, we know, verse 1, because we have God's word. And while we groan sometimes in this earthly bodies, while we're getting older, we can believe this because of the word's testimony and also the spirit that we will be clothed with the heavenly dwelling. What did Paul mean by our heavenly dwelling? In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul tells us about heaven. He tells about a man in Christ who was caught up to the third heaven. And I will explain that a bit later. We know only in part. We only see in reflection as in a broken mirror. Yet the Bible reveals to us enough to also long after this glorious place, heaven. A building not made with human hands, but a building that is eternal in heaven. But so for the Apostle Paul, life in this earthly body is a heavy burden under which he groans. And he explains this as follows, that every day, someone once said, today will be the oldest you will ever be. 
but it will also be the youngest you ever be. So take that in for a moment. But look at us. When we are aging, slowly but surely, we are dying. And Paul describes this as a process of undressing. If we undress to go to bed, so is the way of death too. But it's a difficult process that includes suffering. And sometimes we ask, why could it not be faster? Why can it not be on my term? And the Word of God tells us, Psalm 121, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And we need to be careful not to take in our hands that what belonged to God. That's our life, but also the life of children, like the Western Australia government. So where's this heaven? That's my first point. Where's this heaven? Christ has commanded us in a perfect prayer, our Father who are in heaven, who is in heaven, to address God as our Father and add who is in heaven. And this means, according to Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 46, why the words in heaven? These words teach us not to think of God's heavenly majesty as something earthly and to expect everything for body and soul from His almighty power. And we know that God is, for Christ's sake, our Father. And to call Him Father means that the care of an earthly father and the tender love of an earthly mother are united in Him and a thousand, a million times increase. And we have a Father that we can have fellowship with in glorious prayer. Even more intimate than a child with his earthly mother and father. Based on what Jesus did, he gives you everything you need according to his wise counsel. That's why we pray our Father who art in heaven. We know that the Lord is the creator of heaven and earth. Nothing is impossible for him. He saved us from eternal death. He gives us eternal life. And the fact that he is in heaven strengthens us. For he is the almighty father. And we can go to the Lord with the same confidence as a child can go to his earthly father and mother And we can go to our heavenly Father in prayer and know that He would give His children what they ask from Him. But where is heaven? And what's the meaning of the third heaven that Paul was caught up in 2 Corinthians 12? If you go back to the Word of God, three meanings are assigned to the word heaven in Bible. The first heaven is the air, the clouds above us. Because God called the it a firmament, the air on the Hebrew original language heaven. Matthew 6 verse 26 looks at the bird of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? That's the first heaven. That's the air. And the same word for heaven, and the second that is used in the Bible, are the stars or the lights that the Lord created on the fourth day. This is the second heaven, the sun, the moon, and all the stars. Second heaven is above the air. 
Then the third explanation, the third heaven, this is the home of God and his angels, where Paul longed to be, where Paul now is, because of his faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Highest of third heaven is the home of God, where his throne is, where Jesus ascended to. And Jesus himself explained in John 14, verse 1 to 3, that this is my Father's house, where there are many rooms, and where he went to prepare a place for the believers, that you may be where I am. And so, in times of difficulties, in times of insecurities, in times when we need courage, in times when we face the grave, Jesus asks from us faith. Faith in times of insecurity and death. Because what can frighten more than death itself? There's only one thing, and that's faith. And faith is the knowledge that God's plan is always the best. Also God's promise in Romans 8 verse 28 And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, those who have been called according to his purpose. And faith in Jesus is God's gift to his children for his spirit. But what should we believe about heaven? Jesus told us, John 14, verse 2 and 3, There are many rooms. He went to prepare a place for us. He will come again, and I will receive you to myself. And for us, this human body and this life are just temporarily like to live in a tent. But our true home is with God eternally. And we can also know that death is for God never a tragedy. Death is right at the beginning of our, our eternal life. And when it's time to die, it takes us to our place of rest which Jesus prepared for us. God gave a better place which Jesus prepared. And our Lord Jesus tells us in John 14, there's a place for all his children, many rooms, and we can be with him. We know exactly what happens to us when we die. In other words, to call us to his home, God provides a better and a permanent place for us. A place that Jesus prepared for the cross. In heaven, Jesus tells us, there's a place for you and me, and this is where all believers are who is in Christ. And so Paul assures in 2 Corinthians 5 that we must trust Jesus with our lives, that he will act on our behalf, and everything is revealed in him through the Father who is in heaven. We don't have to fear, but we can have courage. Second point, why we can have courage is that he has given his spirit as guarantee. Paul said, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. This is another reason we can trust. No. According to verse 1. Why we can have courage in this world, despite all the ugly things that are happening. And guarantee as described in our passage in verse 5. five, And the Greek word is used, Arabon. Arabon. 
And it describes a pledge or a partial payment. It also means a deposit, that deposit that you need to pay when you buy a house. But it's also gave the one receiving the guarantee or legal claim to the goods in question. And there's also the Greek word arabona, which means engagement ring. Arabona. And when you give your sweetheart an engagement ring, you promise that you will marry her. And she can legally hold you to that. So in the same way, the Spirit was given to us as a guarantee or a pledge that we can be certain, that we can know that our heavenly inheritance will be better. And so it comforts Paul that the Holy Spirit was given as a guarantee. He explains that the Holy Spirit is our guarantee for what is to come with our death, but also that the full glory awaits God's children. This is what the Lord did with all those believers who went to glory before us, as well as what He is doing in every one of us. With everything in our life, He's preparing us for heaven to be with Him in all eternity. And the certainty of God's Word and the Spirit is our guarantee are the reasons Paul said we can be of good courage. Our text verse in verse 6. We can be of good courage and we can encourage others as well. And courage means to give courage, hope or confidence, to give support, hope or help. So why could Paul and us be of good courage and encourage others? We have the word and spirit. Everything we need. We have the Word and Spirit. This is how our Lord Jesus Christ encouraged Paul as well in Acts 23. Paul's life, he was obeying Jesus and his Word to him. Paul gave up everything. To preach Jesus and the cross is the only way. And he showed the way through repentance and faith. That God was giving this through grace alone through the sacrifice of His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul defended the message with boldness, great courage, before the Jewish council and humbleness. But when he preached, he was stroked on the mouth. Still he was courageous in his rebuke. But then Paul was captured, thrown innocently in a soldier's barracks. And he was an obedient servant, full of wisdom and courage through the Holy Spirit, but he was just a man, and he needed to be encouraged. Like we sometimes do as well. We need to be encouraged. And when Paul was at his lowest point, Jesus showed up where he was locked up, just when his servant needed him the most, And Jesus stood near him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. This is so important that Jesus used these words. And these are the words that Paul used as well. 
that we as a congregation this morning can be encouraged by Jesus' Spirit so that we can encourage others to preach the living gospel. And these words of Jesus are for you as well, brothers and sisters, who need encouragement in your trial, your calling, your journey. Be encouraged. Even if you suffer, be encouraged and your view of the future is dark because of pain and loneliness. If you suffer because you long for those and to those who went to glory already, be encouraged. Because the Lord is still coming to us through His Word and Spirit in every situation. Be encouraged to encourage. And when we are encouraged by the Lord Himself, we can no longer be quiet. Paul had to testify to Rome. And we need to encourage others as well. And this is exactly what Paul did. He was encouraged by the Lord. And from then onwards, he encouraged. He encouraged this congregation. He encouraged for his pastoral letters, even when he was in prison. And he told the congregation of the Thessalonica and 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. What should we do. We live in hope. And because we have this hope in Jesus, we can encourage one another, build one another up. Sometimes we want to break down. No, encourage one another. Build one another up because you are God's temple. You have all hope in Jesus. Jesus and because of this, you should give hope as well. Be encouraged to encourage others that after our death, we will experience the fullest community with God, a building made in heaven. And we can now already know and experience the answer to the question, where is heaven? Heaven is to be with Jesus Christ in the fullest communion. That is what we will experience. And where Christ is now, there is heaven. Jesus is with his Father who is in heaven. He's the ruler of all things and nothing is impossible for him. He saved us from death. He's risen. And our Father is in heaven. Pray to him like a child. Ask from him like a child. And know nothing is impossible. Know that the Lord listens to our prayers. Know that the Lord comforts. Know that the Lord encourages when you are longing to be clothed with your heavenly inheritance. Know that the Lord is with you throughout your life. That the Lord will never forsake you. That Jesus prepared for us heaven and God made this very purpose to us, to made us for this very purpose to honor him alone. And Jesus is in heaven and he will be there until he comes again. And he is on the right hand of his Father, and he is pleading for us. Jesus said, John 14, verse 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. And he also sent his Spirit, 
as our encourager, our comforter, will wipe our tears away, even at the grave. His Spirit strengthens us, equips us. Lead us in prayer and as our witness through the word of God that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And although we sometimes sigh and groan, Paul says, although we are waiting, we can be certain of what awaits us after our death. And one day we will experience death. But the same as Paul, we can also know through the Spirit the assurance of Romans 8 verse 1. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Be of good courage. And Paul is confident based on the word of God and the guarantee of the Holy Spirit of his eternal destiny. He's not afraid of the world beyond. Not afraid to die. He said he would be well pleased to be absent from the body. And to be present with the Lord. Clearly Paul explained in verse 7 what happens to Christians when they die. Christians will leave this body, be with the Lord. Plainly speaking, to be absent from the body means that we will be present with the Lord. And to be present with the Lord is what makes heaven heaven. So we long to be present with the Lord. And heaven is precious for many reasons. We want to be with loved ones who have passed before us, whom we miss so dearly. But this is not the most important. The most important is the unhindered, unrestricted presence of our Lord that we will experience. Like Paul, while we are longing and groaning, we know that the Spirit is our guarantee of what awaits. And that's the full glory of the Lord. And the Spirit comforts and strengthens us every day. Show us that we live because Jesus lived. And Paul said, verse 9, Therefore we make it our aim to please Him. This is our task. To please Him, to glorify Him, should be our greatest aim. Paul also said in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of the Lord. This is the principle of Christian life. Meaning of life. This is why you were created. People don't know nowadays who they are because they don't live to the glory of the Lord. We are here for one primary reason and this is to glorify God. And we have a calling and our calling is to encourage others with the gospel. Let us then live to God's glory because to Him belongs all the glory. Let us proclaim His glory and do everything in love, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many that they may be saved. This is to God's glory. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters. In the times we are living, be encouraged with your help. Be encouraged when you are lonely because a glorious inheritance awaits a place in heaven, a place that we can be certain of only because of Jesus. And His Spirit is our guarantee of what awaits, a house not made with hands, but eternal in the heavens. Amen. Let us pray.
Oh, Heavenly Father, sometimes we groan. We long like Paul. Especially when we have to face the struggles of life. But you encourage us through your spirit and your words. That we will one day inherit this permanent house. The many rooms that our Lord Jesus Christ prepared. That we can be encouraged even if we face the grave of loved ones. Lord, we pray that you will be with us, your church. That we will also encourage others with this gospel of encouragement. That we won't be quiet, but proclaim the living Lord. Call people to repentance and faith while there's still time. In Jesus' name, Amen.